Hello and welcome to the Events Podcast, where we help you build your events empire by building profitable events while having fun at the same time. So we've had a bit of a break over the summer, really since the start of the year, you know. I was really busy with my company Apps Events during the pandemic. Uh, I talked about that on the last call with James. You know, we, we transitioned to doing a lot of work for Google, running a lot of online events, doing different stuff. Um, so I was just really busy, but I've really missed doing the events podcast and we're still getting great views. We're actually a top 10% of all podcasts in the world still, which is amazing as it's a very niche thing. But I want to say a couple of things. Firstly, if you enjoy the podcast, please get in touch with me. Like uh, most people don't give me any feedback and, and getting feedback really encourages me to make more episodes. Just email me at dan at appsevents.com, D-A-N at appsevents.com. Even better, if you can give us a review, uh, anywhere you listen to the podcast, please stop right now in iTunes, Spotify, Pocket Cast, wherever you are, and please leave us a review if possible, five stars, of course, would be great. Back to the podcast. So we, we really focus on helping event entrepreneurs run amazing events, and that could be people who run events companies, but also just as many people, maybe more, are entrepreneurs who just run events as part of their business. You know, they might run events to promote something else, they might run meetups, they might run one big conference a year. This is the kind of people I want to help, you know, because I, I run events my myself so you know this podcast is kind of like therapy for me where I get help and assistance on how to run the event so please again leave some feedback uh, and secondly obviously there's a lot of costs associating with this podcast I've got two people who help me out with editing and graphics and everything else so if you're a sponsor possibly you're a software company who um, sells to the event industry then and you're interested in sponsoring this podcast like I said it's a top 10% podcast please get in touch uh, we'd love to talk to you, danapsevents.com, and it, it'd be great to talk. So thank you very much, uh, and now on to the interview. Hi, welcome to the podcast. Um, today, an uh, interesting episode, delighted to be joined by Cole Rudolph from New Zealand. Now, Cole got in touch with me. Um, he's a, a GP, a general practitioner, um, doctor in, in, in New Zealand, and he's looking at starting uh, a conference in Bali. So... I said, like, why don't we just get on the pod and chat about it, chat what, what, what you've done so far, what your background is, how it's gone, have you got anywhere with it? It's always good to talk to people who are actually doing something as opposed to, you know, talking about it afterwards, talking about it when you're actually doing it, it is interesting. So, hi, welcome to the podcast, uh, Cole. Yeah, thank you, Dan. Thanks for having me here. Um, uh, I'm excited to talk about it and talk about events in general. Yeah, before we just as we were like start before we recorded, we were just talking about Asia. Like I'm I'm so I'm in Prague at the moment. I'm going to Asia for three months. Uh and you're also a fan of Asia. You were saying about how you've been we've been to a lot of the same countries. I think I think you've been most places uh, across Asia. Yeah, um Asia. We we love all the culture uh, different cultures in Asia and um uh, it's such a variety in, in all the different countries you go to. So we, we try to get over somewhere in Asia once a year on a, on a holiday. Um, and the most recent being in Bali a couple of months ago. Um, so really, yeah, really love that. It's, um, it's a lot easier for people from Australia and New Zealand to get to than those. Although it's still quite a long flight, isn't it? I mean, we always think of it as like, it's like us going to, from England to Spain, but it's actually, it's actually, what is it, like six hours or something like to get there or something? Yeah, from from Aussie, it's about six and a half hours to get to Bali. And so from New Zealand, we have to spend another few hours on the plane. But once you're there, once you're in Asia, it's so easy to, to, to hop around different places. Um, it's quite cheap and quick. Um, yeah. I think yeah. That's what we're doing on this trip. So we, we did it before. We're going to be based in Bangkok in the beginning. And I'm, I'm going to be going all these places. 
I mean, it's so good with the budget airlines, AirAsia and everything. You can just, that's, and AirAsia is the one I use normally, but there's loads of them, you know. But um, actually, I'm, I'm curious, like, what's your favorite favorite city in Asia? Ooh. Oh, that's a hard one. That's putting on a tough spot. I think we've been drawn, and let's say we, me and my wife, have been drawn to Bali. And, and yeah. we really like Ubud in Bali. Just the um, sort of the serenity the focus on wellness. Um, yeah. We find that quite a nice um, a getaway from the hustle and bustle of the cities. But then equally, we like going to some beautiful beaches as well. Um, and well, I think all of Asia can 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 offer that. Um, yeah. But I think we've been drawn, to, that's where we would, we've returned a few times there now. So, I haven't been to Bali for a long time. Um, I think... I guess I had a slightly negative opinion of it only because I've been to a lot of, like, you know, I was in Bali like a long time ago, like 30 years ago, you know, and back then it was like super touristy, you know, I think it still is in parts, you know, but we've been to a few remote places in Thailand and Philippines and stuff and kind of got there and it was like, oh, it was a bit overpowering, you know, that's what I didn't like about it. But I know a lot of people say the same thing as you, there are like a lot of like super chilled out places there as well. Yeah, and I think our first visit to Bali when we we didn't know where to go when we sort of went to the the, the main area uh, Kuta, um, Seminyak, and we were just like, oh wow, it's just like uh, Aussies and Kiwis uh, all in this one place, and and yeah. it's, it, there wasn't as much culture to it. And then when we sort of branched out a bit, and we're like, oh wow, there's yeah, there's more to it than that. And actually, that's why we sort of tend to gravitate to somewhere like Ubud. Um, where where it's not so uh, party vibe all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, so it's interesting. So you're um you're a GP, like, uh, and does that mean? I mean, how how does it work in these? Are you are you a self employed? Do, do you effectively run your own like small business? Is, are you a bit entrepreneur, or do you kind of work for the for the government health system? How does it work over? Yeah. So general practices in New Zealand are. So private entities generally, yeah. um, but they do have um, government um, support for funding to see people and patients. And um, so most, a lot of GP clinics, not all, um, are run by uh, one or a few general practitioners who sort of run, yep. run that, that clinic. Um, and there's a few corporates that um, um, own clinics essentially. Um, so generally it's private and then so Gives gives you uh, a lot more say in how things work for you, for your clinic and your employees and your community. And I've yep. been um, yeah a director at this clinic with uh, two other GPs for the last two years. So is that kind of is that kind of a common model? It's a, is it like a partnership base? You get it, you get together with some other GPs and and you, I guess as a, from a business point of view, you split the cost. You 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 run it like that, and you get some government funding, I guess, for it. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. You know, there's, um, I've got quite a few friends with doctors, all kinds of different things, you know, like it's, it's kind of funny, you know, like you think of like being a doctor, just like one job, but it's completely different. If you're a GP compared to being a surgeon compared to being like a psychiatrist, it's basically like, it's a completely different profession, isn't it? Completely. So different. And, you know, especially, you know, working in the hospitals, which is all government funded, it's such a different way of thinking. Um, and when I left, uh, I just like the, Especially the flexibility of being able to, to to do what you want, and and you can you know incorporate your own services that you want in there, um, your own sort of um, 
allied health services and like um, uh, psychologists and physios and dentists. So you have a lot more flexibility and say, which is quite nice, but it also gives you some time to um, work on some interests, special interests of yours. Um, and that's the, that's the nice thing. It's not just about general practice. You can branch out and, you, you know, some people will be more interested in skin cancer and, and minor surgery. Um, some yeah, people yeah. are just in public health. So they'll, they'll find they, you know, um, spend uh, a day or two um, working with the public health team. Um, and so mine, I, I'd say my special interest is sort of health and IT and tech. Um, yeah, and, yeah. and that's sort of how I've got into to where I am today. Um, I, um, I created a website so that we could find um, professional development activities all in one place. Yeah. Uh, uh, What's the website called, by the way? I'll take a look at it as we speak. Uh, yeah, it's called cpdcollective.com. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good domain name, actually. Cool. Yeah, so, so you, you started this. Um, yeah. yeah. Just an idea to, uh, I wanted to be able to find, like, there's a lot of different organizations providing CPD, professional development activities, for GPs, um, but there was no sort of one place to find them all. You just could get emails from them all. And I just sort of thought, oh, it would be handy for me if I could just have them all in one place and then I can, I know I can just go there and find all the latest sort of events or conferences um, or podcasts, medical podcasts for New Zealand GPs. So that got, that's where my interest sort of started at and um, do that for fun. <laughs> Now that's really good. I, I I run some online courses as well, um, and this is what 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 did you use for this website? What what was the what was the CMS or? Um, uh, I used um, I got it custom made using WordPress. Right. Um, yeah, WordPress yeah. thing. Yeah. Fantastic. Now that's really interesting. So I guess with with your position, like, do you how much flexibility do you have? Can you say to your other partners, look, I don't want to work Fridays. I want every Friday off, or I want to take off a month in the summer, like, do you have that kind of flexibility in your day? Like, I, I guess kind of like I do, like, or do you, are, are you more restricted in terms of what you can spend time you can spend on other things? Oh, certainly everything's a, a bit of a negotiation, but sure. those are all options. And I mean, you've got to be able to run the clinic and, and that's yeah, the first yeah. and foremost. And then everyone, and I'd say it didn't matter whether you're a, a, a director or partner in the clinic, we try to make things work for everyone because you know, everyone's got families as well. So some people will only work um, half days or a few hours and um, some some won't work on Fridays and it's quite flexible like that. So Interesting. we try to make it work. And that's the that's the yeah, good thing when it's sort of privately run like that. So I guess your your first entrepreneurial step is, is this website. Like have you have you monetized this at all yet? Yeah, uh, yeah. I I have sort of and working on <laughs> it. So I mean I launched it to like four months ago. Um, and you know, this, I've never done anything like this, but when I thought of it, I was just like, I have to do it and see if it works. And, and there's so there's been lots of learning on the way. Like first you have to build the content on there before you invite GPs to come and have a look. Sure. And so, um, I don't naturally like going out and sort of, um, uh, sort of doing any marketing or anything or even just picking up the phone and calling people i don't know that was quite hard but i was like oh, i'll do it and and then they you know i got um 
some of the common organizations started said, yeah, we'd, we'd love to share it. And, and so I had to start it off for free because there's no audience. So they would sure. pay. Um, and so I've just been working on building that up for now. And I've told the, the organizations at some stage, um, there will be a feed to post on here. But I've said once the audience is big enough and I think it's valuable for you, um, that's when I'll do that. Um, and but, what would people post? Are people putting their own courses or are you putting the courses up? Like what would what would people post on there? Yeah, it's their own courses. So right. we have, for example, there's a family planning clinic um, and family planning clinic organization in New Zealand. They have um, courses on contraception and sexual health. And uh, I just share their details from those courses, which they might have on their own website, on yeah. CPD Collective. So they, they go in the back, you know, create account, they go in the back, I've got some templates that they sort of just fill out. And then, um, and then they we post it live. And so then it pops up on, uh, on CPD Collective. And then I share them on Facebook as well on the CPD Collective Facebook page to yeah. um because I wanted to use social media but more to get some of these things and uh, activities in front of GPs like myself because we yeah. have large inboxes and yeah yeah and I, did, I felt like we were sort of underutilizing utilizing things like Facebook so I mean I wouldn't mind scrolling through Facebook in the evening and coming across you know oh there's a conference and um down in the south island of new zealand in a couple of weeks or hey there's a, a podcast on um fractures um you know so trying to use social media a bit more as well yeah so so you, these courses are they all are they all promoting are, are any of these online courses you, you can access from the portal or are they all just kind of adverts to like in-person courses uh yeah so the 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 courses section is uh courses that anyone can access sort of 24 seven they they just open the link there and it will take them to the uh, organizers uh, organizations website their course yeah. link um so those will stay there forever um these and then there's different formats so some you know like the watch section uh you know usually recorded webinars yeah. um so you click on that and it'll open their um uh the the sort of link to the YouTube video for that webinar presentation. And I like the podcast one, the listen one, um, which links yeah. to, yeah, links straight to, to podcasts. And, and if you, you can save anything you learn as well. So if you, you tick the, the plus button, it will just add it to your record of learning, um, which means you can, it's just an easier way to, to keep track of everything we do. Um, yeah. yeah. And then, so in terms of monetization, it was the organizations would, um, and sometimes in the future, pay a fee. And then there's an extra feature, which I've just added in like um, a month ago, where you actually, you can add anything to your learning plan on there. It might be, if it's helpful for your professional development, it might be like a, a, uh, an article you've, you've read in a research publication. And it's yeah. not on the website, but you want to be able to, keep track of that um, as you go so that's the okay. other paid way cool and and uh and have you actually got any any revenue from this yet like who, who have you got people to pay to put their courses on 
no. Uh, I would say <laughs> I've had one, 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 sorry, I'd say, sorry, one person who's subscribed to this new feature. Um, so technically, yes, um, but it's, 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 you know, it's, not it's kind of it's, it's a challenge like people talk about you've got like a classic like double-sided marketplace you've got to get um people to put their content on there and you've also got to get to get people to the website so you've got to like and you've yeah. got to you know your people the website coming free people you can try to charge people to put the content but then the content people are not going to come unless the website so i think it's like yeah you know it makes it harder for yourself you know i mean it's, it's great once it once it once you get traction it, it's gonna work i'm sure but it just uh it's hard to get going for that yeah. reason yeah it's, it's definitely a challenge and I'm, I'm pretty busy at the clinic. So I, you know, have usually like nine, nine o'clock at night, I'll be working on this. Yeah, the yeah. good thing is I don't have pressure to do that. I mean, I have my yeah. own sort of goals to, to keep the momentum. Um, but, um, you know, I, it's sort of self-funded. So um, I, I get out of it what I put in. Um, and sometimes I can't put in much because uh, works. Um, what about um what about uh your events so you that's the thing you mentioned about you were thinking of running a conference in bali and I've, interestingly i've got a, a friend who's a surgeon here and she's um planning on doing a conference i was just talking to her about it in, in prague what um what, what what's your idea about a bali conference in bali and have you actually started i know you're thinking about it have you actually started getting a date getting a venue thinking about you know advertising it yeah yeah well um when we got back from a holiday um, a couple of months ago, um, you know, we really enjoyed Bali. We've been there a few times. Um, I saw on my Facebook feed an a, a emergency medicine conference in Bali. And yeah. um, it's not something I would attend, the emergency medicine, but I thought, um, I want a GP conference in Bali. Like, that would yeah. be awesome. If someone created that, I would go. Yeah. Um, and so it all stemmed from there. And I thought, well, can I create it? And and would there be interest? And I thought, well, wouldn't it be nice if we could? It's you know, it's closer to Australia. If we could um, collaborate with um, Australian GPs and we and, and mix with them and um, get to know their experience as well. Sure. And. So yeah. once I sort of saw that idea, it was like the website idea. I sort of couldn't get it out of my head. And um, and so that's when I started researching conferences and, and how to how to plan a conference. And that's when I YouTubed um, how to plan a conference in Bali. And this is where your podcast came up. Yeah. It sort of just opened my world to sort of some of the complexities <laughs> in, the, in this. Um, and and sort of the, the big range of conferences you, you can have and what everyone was doing. And um, it sort of just showed me that, like, people definitely start these from scratch. Um, it was the running remote one. Um, yeah. That team, it was just like, oh, these guys did it. And they did it in Bali. Like, I, I think I've got an audience and, and maybe I can make this work. Um, so interesting. I was just talking to him again this week, actually. We had a follow-up chat. That bit, their business is huge now. I think they're doing they're doing eight figures uh, of revenue now uh, with the business time doctor. So you know, I think tens of millions of, of dollars. Um, and they just wrote a book, Running Remote. It's, it's actually doing really well. Oh, uh, the book title is Running Remote, and it's all about building remote teams and stuff. Um, so yeah, they've gone like uh, they've gone stratospheric, and they um, they're not doing Bali now. This year they're doing 
Portugal, somewhere in Porto or Lisbon, I can't remember. Um, they did an online event as well in COVID times, a free online event, which they had, um, I think they had like 14,000 people came or something insane, you know? It was really big. Uh, but they realized what he was saying, one of the things he said in the podcast was like, that didn't translate to people coming to the new conference, coming to the in-person conference. You know, you know, we've done a lot of free YouTube content and stuff, and I don't think it always translates to people actually want to come to a real event. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, at, at, at a real event, uh, it, it's very different. Um, yeah. I've yeah. had any virtual um, um, conferences in my time. Um, in the last couple I, of years. I just had enough of virtual conferences. I, I'm, I think it's overhyped. I know people disagree with me on this. I know it's a great thing to do. If I go to a conference, I want to go meet people. I want to go somewhere away from where I live. I want to network, you know, go for a beer with some people, just have an interesting time. And I, I think it's so hard to build relationships with a virtual. You can do it, and people have tried. There's a lot. Some of these platforms are really good. Mm. But I'm not going to sit in front of my computer for a three days watching sessions, you know, yeah. uh, which I, and I will do that in an in-person conference, you know, and I'll, yeah. and I'll go to the networking events. Uh, but yeah, so, so what was your plan? Were you thinking of, we talk a bit about like starting small, doing a meetup, a small event, keeping the cost low. Is that, is that what you're thinking for the first year or how are you thinking yeah. to, to do it? Well, um, so first I just, I wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, I think it's a cool idea, but do other GPs, um, yeah. my wife's a GP, um, and she was like, yeah, I'll go, of course, but she's a bit biased. Yeah, um, exactly. You can't present uh, it anyway. Yeah. yeah. So I actually made like a, a mock-up poster on Canva and um, of what, what the conference would be called and, and some Bali images and posted it on the uh, New Zealand GP Facebook page and said, just said, hey, guys, I'm you know, thinking of doing this. Um, yeah, it's a, be a lot of work and who would be, you know, would you be, would people be interested and, and made a link to a Facebook page if they wanted to, to keep updated. And, um, you know, thankfully you got like a really good response. Um, yeah. How many people responded to that? Yeah. And I mean, even just to get, I think 75 people sort of oh, followed the page and I was just like, oh, it's definitely, okay, the interest is there and it won't be for everyone for sure. Um, but it, it, you can't cater everything to everyone. And so the idea was like to promote it that the you would have t a two-day conference, you know, beginning of the week, Monday, Tuesday, and then you would spend the rest of the week um, having a break, having a holiday. Yeah, um, exactly. Everyone would combine it over holiday. Yeah. yeah. And so making that whole experience um, pretty awesome for people. Um, and so, you know, my, I was talking to my mum, and she's, she's, she's been helping with some conferences before. And she said, the first thing you need to do is, is make a budget. And I was just like, okay, well, that will help me sort of figure out what's important and what's not. And so from here, um, since I've emailed you, I've sort of, I've been in contact with a couple of uh, resorts in, in Bali and sort of got idea for how much they charge um, for a two-day conference with like a, a, a happy hour drinks at the end of the first day and a, and a dinner at the end of the second day. Yeah. And, um, and got some uh, idea on um, uh, event management software if I was to do that. Um, and um, a, a audio visual company that's, um, that I've seen used before, got some quotes from that. So just building up uh, lots of bits and pieces, I thought that would be some of the, the key elements. Um, and 
but again, I'm making up as I go. And I thought a hundred people would probably be my minimum amount of people I would want to attend. Um, and I have no idea how how big is too big, especially in the, in the first conference. I wouldn't so, worry about that. I would worry about being too small in the first one. You know, too big is yeah. not a problem right now. But I mean, I would say make sure you cap your downside. So when you're talking to the event, like say I want to do a delegate day rate. I want to say, look, we, it's my first event. Say, look, to the Mr. Hotel, like I want to work with you long term. We want to build an ongoing relationship. It's the truth. You know, we, if this goes well, well, we'll come back year after year. But I don't know how many people are going to come the first year. It's post-COVID. It's a new conference. Um, it's it's people are used to going to conferences in New Zealand. So let's agree, like, you know, for example, like $100 a, a person for a two-day conference. You know, that's that's for all meals, whatever. Whatever the rate you get is. And then, yeah. but I want to agree per person and we'll scale it up. If we get 30, we'll take a smaller room. If we get 100, we'll take a big room. Then, then it gives you, you're not committed. If you commit to 100 people and then you only get 50, then you're going to lose money, you know? So yeah. I would try to stay at a hotel. And right now, you know, they, I think they're probably going to be flexible. Try to get a delegate day rate and then say, well, look, we're not sure. And uh, and and, uh, and in yeah. parallel, get some speakers. Get a, get some good names because people aren't going to register unless you've got speakers. And I, w- I would focus on on that as well. Try to get speakers for free. I'm sure you can for this. Maybe you have to contribute some flights, but I wouldn't pay anyone a fee. Maybe 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 pay them a hotel, get a discounted hotel rate or something. I don't know, I don't know what you're thinking about about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so thankfully, these the uh, couple of hotels that had come back to me were were sort of putting charges per person, and I was like, good, because like I have no money, right? Uh, you know, yeah. I don't have tens of thousands of dollars to put towards this, so I need yeah, to be good. able to scale it with ticket sales. Yeah. Um, of course, there'll be some deposits I need to put down, um, and I've got to figure that out. Um, but um, yeah, so so thankfully, like I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it can scale like that. So exactly. Although with deposits, okay, I've I, I, okay, I run most of my events at schools because that's where I work with. But I've done things at hotels, and I haven't put anything down up front. I've we've had to pay after a certain number of months. The first payment, I think, the first payment was often three months before. But I would try not to pay anything up front. I'd try to say three months before we pay the first payment, like this kind of one. So it's, you're not committed right right away. Oh yeah, yes. That's that's helpful to know. Um, I sort of expected most people wanted a deposit, and and then and then I'm, I might lose that because that's the thing is it's a big financial risk. Um, if I yeah, I, I've done events in Thailand at hotels, and, and we haven't put anything up front. Um, I know like in America you need to. I, I'd imagine Indonesia is similar to to Thailand. Yeah. Uh, it's all about capping your downside, you know, in the first year as well. You know, you want to think about, okay, you want to have a growth mindset, et cetera, but still you just want to cap your, you don't want to lose money. First rule of business, yeah. don't lose money. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, in terms of size, do you think 100 would be like a a, a reasonable thing to think about? Um, like- I think, yeah, I think 100, 200 even is is great. You still get to meet most people. If it's a, are you going to make it a two-day event? Yeah, two days. Two hundred is a great number. Up to two hundred, I, I would say. I wouldn't even worry if it gets a bit bigger than a hundred. Um, you, you know, you be ready. You might not get a hundred the first time. You know, I mean, I hope you do, but you know, you might only get forty. You know, so yeah. I, I would have a plan to run it as a small event, have a few key speakers. I mean, you could do a session yourself, for example. You could talk about how to build a uh, course portal and, and run a conference or whatever. You know, maybe you've got some areas. Maybe you know something specific about running a GP clinic, but I would focus on getting a few good speakers, especially if you've got some yeah. friends who could come and speak. Cause that's yes. what people aren't going to, people are going to come for networking and they want to go to Bali, but they want to say, okay, I'm going to learn. 
If I go to yeah. that, okay, I want to learn about this topic. I want to learn about this topic. You know, that's why that's why I go. So I think that's a really key key thing as well is to get some get some presenters. That's that's awesome. Yeah, because I was thinking, what's the sort of eighty twenty principle for conference? Like, where do I need to put most of my effort to get most of the the return and and so yeah you need a couple of presenters right away and then you need just to fix a date you need to maybe ask a few people what date would be good you know is there a certain time of year that's better like you said winter's but you know bad time a lot going on maybe maybe it's summer maybe then maybe summer you've got to think well school holidays or everyone is everyone going to do it then yeah. are you going to fuck some people who haven't got kids maybe they, they would come in the summer it's, it's a tough one you know um yeah, yeah you, the, um... you know you've got to know your market you know yeah, the, these this 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 has been helpful having this Facebook uh, group uh, or page yeah. because I I put a poll up on there every now and then, being like, you know, what dates would suit you, and uh, if you were to come to this conference, and and people can just um, tick what they uh, want. So getting some of that feedback, you know, do you want options where kids could come as well if people just uh, decide to come with their families? Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. If you're running in a hotel, people can take their families. People do that all the time. You know, it's easy. Mm. Yeah, and then and then yeah, getting getting speakers to come up. I mean, I've talked to um, a couple of organisations, and and one just last week who said, you know, we probably the the way to get some of the speakers through their accommodation and travel covered is if they're um, if they're supported by a company um, to come and present. They might not they they wouldn't present about their company, um, but that's um, like typically like a pharmaceutical company might might say sponsor a cardiologist they they won't talk about their their company's um products um but they will be supported by them and so that's sort of part of how how do i ensure i can get people all the way over there and as you know those are things i need to be open to to make it work yeah i mean i don't know i mean yeah that's one way i would just reach out to your network reach out to people in your facebook group people you know people i just try to get people you know who could, could do a good session to come and present and try to get them as cheap as possible you know yeah. um yeah that sponsorship yeah that's interesting I mean, that, you know, like you know you know the, the the medical world better much better than me so maybe uh maybe that's maybe you could get pharmaceutical companies to sponsor people um they'd probably spot i mean i'm sure you could get sponsors. I mean, I'm sure given the budgets these companies have for marketing, but getting sponsors to put their logos on the website and everything and at the event and have a booth would, would be an easy, because I guess a lot, I mean, I'd imagine tons of people are marketing services to GPs. I bet you get a million emails of people trying to sell you stuff. Yeah. Uh, right? There's a few medical conferences in, in, in New Zealand throughout the year. And I mean, I already know um, who sponsors these events and yeah. huge. And so there's already a lot of people I can reach out to, I guess for them is trying to make sure like this first new event, like what, what, how big is that? What's going to be the return that I sort of worry about um, or I think about and, and, and making it valuable for them. But um, are you going to focus on a specific topic, like how to run your GP practices as a business yeah, or are you going to so, on medical topics or are you going to do a mixture of everything? Like what's, what's your, yeah, what's your, your I mean, throwing some ideas around for themes and because um, uh, I was uh, quite like tech, I was sort of thinking, oh, maybe it could be more future focused um, yeah. sort of on healthcare and tech or, or where everything's going in the future. Um, then I also didn't want to narrow, make it too sort of niche that it would be difficult to get speakers um, for those events as well. So I'm still still playing around with that idea. Um, 
and actually from that Facebook group, um, someone I had just had had an interesting idea. Um, she was interested in speaking at this conference already, which is quite nice. Um, and and she said one of the conferences she went to in Fiji, all the delegates had to. You may be called upon to speak. Like all the delegates had to have a sort of yeah, yeah. presentation, um, and and the the organisers would choose from the delegates um, who would who would speak. Um, and it was just an interesting interesting way I thought of of trying to get speakers um, out of the people attending. Yeah, that's kind of people. That's kind of more like the meetup kind of thing uh, where people do that community based stuff. So that, that is interesting. But you know, like what you should, when you get a, if you get a website up and put like call for speakers, are you interested in speaking, fill out this form, you'd be amazed how many people you get just contacting you who want to, if as long as you promote the website properly, yeah. you'd be amazed how many people you get contacting you wanting to speak. Every time we run an event, we get people, you know, wanting to, wanting to speak, filling in the form, just put a Google form in there or, or a WordPress form or whatever. And so I thought that, you know, once I've, we're actually lucky enough to be going back to Bali um, in November, because um, we're trying to do a lot of travel um, now that borders have opened. Um, and yeah. so I was actually going to go to these venues and, and scope them out and have a have a look. Um, and after that, make the, the final decision whether it's going to work yeah. if it's possible. Yeah. Um, and um, and, and once I do that, that's when I thought I would put the website live, um, which I'll make with Wix, um, which I'm used to playing around with. Um, yeah. And um, and and see you know get asked for speakers first maybe for the first couple of months and then put the um ticket or registration tickets out in sort of early february because we're hoping to do it in november next year november so, next year yeah yeah what do you think about that timing would that be yeah i mean yeah a year's great i mean i wouldn't do it any more than that definitely maybe you could do it sooner you could do it six months i mean six months to a year i would say you know yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think. Look, I think it's good. I think right now you got to get the website up. You, you know, you're gonna go out there, fix a venue. I, I, let, let's let's definitely have a catch up when you get into a stage two. When you when you get it fixed and, and you get going with it, it'd be interesting to follow up. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's yeah. I mean, it's a lot of work, and again, I don't have anyone else to call on to uh, to to help organize yet. So people have volunteered, um, but you know. You know, most of it will have to be driven by me, and that's why I didn't want it to be too big as well and and too overwhelming. Um, you can get people to help for free though. You just give them a free ticket, and they'll come and help. And and you know, that's a good sell. I, I've I've volunteered at people's events because it's a great way to meet people. You work at a registration desk, you help out, you get to meet all the attendees. So you can definitely get people to come um, oh, for a free tip. ticket to, to help out. Yeah, I would definitely do that. Yeah, well, that's good. That's good. All these things are, are good to think about. <laughs> and. Um, yeah, just it's. Yeah, do you, so do you have a name? Have you got? A, you have a website yet, or is, are you still at the yeah, pre website? I've um, like I've I've played around with some branding on Canva. Um, I want to call it, I think, um, GPC Bali, the General Practice yeah. Conference Bali, um, only because well, it 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 fits, but also trying to find a URL that's <laughs> that's easy yeah, to, yeah. to get. Um, I know that works, and so yeah, played around with some logos. Um, and I've, I've sort of drafted what a website can look like. And I guess the good thing is there's lots of other conferences, conference websites. I sort of can get an idea of how they look and feel and what they sort of put up there. So yeah, definitely. Up 
sure. Yeah, you've got to have lots of cool pictures of beaches and palm trees and sunsets and things like that, you know, like making yeah, sure people. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it'll be cool. nice over there to hopefully do like a, even like a promo video um, of, of the venue and what it looks like so I can put that Yeah, good website. idea. That's actually a very good idea when you go out there in November. Yeah, just take it so easy now to have a phone, get a phone in the light and just walk around and show the venue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool, cool. Well, great to chat. It's been uh, interesting interesting to chat. Thank, thanks for contacting me. It's always good to hear from people listening. And um, good luck with everything. You know, let, Let's have a catch up next year and see how things are going. Yeah, it is, Dan. Yeah, I hope um, sort of uh, early next year things are up and running and um, and we're promoting it and, and it's um, it's out there and, and we're getting people coming along. It would be, um, be awesome. Sounds good. All the best. Thanks. Awesome. Thank you.